This would be freaking hilarious. Each one of us needs. A, you know when you watch. Uh, you know when you watch The Price is Right. They have the mountain climber one. Yeah. Everybody well, needs one of those behind them. And every time somebody's pissing somebody off, we all get a present once. And if you fall off before the end of the podcast, you're yes. out. You don't need to be in the podcast anymore. You got to get out. You're like, nope, you're done, off dude. You're off, yeah. man. Can we get and a weekly is- reset though? Yeah, yeah. Every, okay, that's every the case. Week. That should be good. Every week. Yeah, every week. Yeah. New reset. It's like, if you, if what you said... And it's like the yodeler, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That'd, That'd be cool. Cool. Yeah. brilliant. Oh, I'd do that in a We could probably animate it. Tell him. Because we're animators. <laughs> we do <laughs> that. <laughs> hey, what'd you guys think of that little uh, video playing with the music? Are we rolling there? Oh, I love it. Okay. Cool, right? Yeah. So here's the music video idea. You know that studio that I'm working at now? Yeah. You know that huge library? Can I come there? Yeah, you need you to meet come him. anywhere, bro. We, well, I'll meet him playing, Sunday. Yeah, right. that's why I'm super excited. Yeah, about yeah, this. I'm going to. That's the reason why. I mean, I'm happy to play for your church, but that's one of the reasons. If there was a reason, it. I thought you should. It was yeah, that one. Yeah, other than me just not having to do more work. But <laughs> I love that. That's part of it. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no. Have we started? Can we click yeah. something again right now? Can he be off? <laughs> yeah, we need a. Yodel. But yeah, we are, we're we're good to go. Do we want to officially start it? No, because I need to finish this idea. Okay. Um. So here's the music video idea. You guys listen. So listen. That live. <laughs> listen. Like studio, like that, Zelda. That studio I'm working at now, the live room. Y'all have seen pictures of it? Listen. You remember the yes. big live room? Yes. So here's the music video idea. Everybody wears all black. Oh, done. And then we. I mean, are you looking around? Oh, I mean, yeah. Josh <laughs> didn't get the memo. Yeah. So everybody wears all black. black. <laughs> we, get in front of a, we get in that live room. It's got its own light show and stuff. We make it incredibly dark. And then get this. That video I sent you, yes. that projects Project onto on us, us yes. as we play I'm with you, man. That's it. I'm already there. That's it. Right. <laughs> I'm hard as a rock. Dude, I knew, <laughs> I knew if I could just finish the idea, you'd be That's where London, London gets it from. Can confirm. You can't, yeah. Josh is hard as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Young Blood Podcast. That's not the right podcast. That is the wrong one. <laughs> That's the wrong podcast. That is the wrong podcast. I, Habitually, almost always with Movie Brothers or whatever podcast. On, Josh, on. you're just in so many podcasts. I, I, you're so cool. You have listen, so I've many. Been doing it. You're basically the Podfather. <laughs> <laughs> Clutch. You get a sticker. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome Thanks, to the, honey, the Hive, the Honey Gold Podcast. Uh, why don't we introduce ourselves? You over there, far away from me. Introduce yeah. yourself. My name is Josh Clifton. That's not right. <laughs> My name is Eric Jones. There you go. Alexa Beckner. Kaylin Orr. Johnny Gore. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh Clifton, why don't you introduce yourself so they... Hi, my name is Joshua Martinez. And he's in the band, page nine. What else do you got going on? Dude, uh, so I run a booking agency called the Final Five Agency. Okay. So, nice. And I uh, also play for uh, Revolution Church in McKinney, Texas. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, hey. But, yeah. <laughs> I used to live in McKinney, and I remember when y'all came around. Really? Yeah. Hey. Real quick. Like I used to live in McKinney too. No way. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. <laughs> All right. So, so this is the first episode that we're trying to do a live feed for. 
Which is hilarious because Josh, we got two Joshes and we're both on the left side of the screen, maybe right, depending on whatever it's, it's showing here. Uh, but you kind of have to look over your right shoulder to talk to me. Yeah. And it's, I feel like that's how women and non-Mexicans look at me all the time. Literally. Over the shoulder. Like, over the shoulder. Like, what, what's he doing back there? What's he doing back there? <laughs> what's the guy doing over there? charged to do my yard. Is he... <laughs> Is he following Clifton's me? Clifton's other name is Hey You Behind the Bushes. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing over there? Who is that guy? <laughs> What's that? Does he have a trailer? I bet he um, has a trailer. <laughs> Not to live so, in, but to use to move right, stuff. Right, totally. <laughs> exactly. Which I do because I'm in a band. Yeah, which is awesome. Not for gear, but to mm. smuggle people across yeah. the border. <laughs> hey, we got to make a living somehow. I Get saw it. a video um, of 18 people get out of a sedan the other day. That, that was my mom's house. It was stressful. <laughs> Were they clowns? Mex- no. Mexican clowns. Ooh. Which are the best of the both worlds? Let them call them A, let them call them B. Let's do some hive keeping real quick. We got Gathering My Thoughts podcast in the house. Yeah, this month um, we're going to be doing Halloween themed Gathering My Thoughts podcast. They're also oh, all cool. video for the first time. Hey. And uh, we're doing three AFI records, and Eric is going to be helping me out with those because he knows all that there is to know about AFI. Can you play Werewolf Bar Mitzvah? <laughs> Have you heard that song? By AFI? No. No, not by AFI. The <laughs> person that Gimme Gimme's has a live album at a bar mitzvah. Really? And it's awesome. awesome. It's called Live at Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. My mom bought it for me. When I, when I was like 15 or 16, I broke my hip skating, and she didn't believe me. And so she made me go to school the next day. She thought I was trying to get out of it. The, the way it happened is I broke my hip. My friend drove me home and put me in bed. So they never really saw that. And I was just complaining. She thought I didn't want to go to school. So I'm like crawling in the car the next morning. In so much pain, we get there. I make her drop me off at like the very front, and I go in. Like right when I go in, there's a wheelchair to the left usually, and I was like, "Yes!" And I got in. I sat in it, and I went to the like nurse guy, and I was like, "Dude, my mom doesn't believe me, but I think I broke my hip." <laughs> and then she came in, and she saw him, and he was like, "Take him to the hospital." <laughs> <laughs> and so she did, and sure enough, I did. And she felt so bad. She bought me the movie Clue. Hey! She got like, some Butterfingers and a Pepsi, and the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's live at Johnny's Bar Mitzvah album. And Butterfingers, it was a fair trade. When it comes to candy, is that October? Your I'm a Butterfinger guy, but I like the small ones. You know what I miss? Wait, your taste? Butterfinger BBs. 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 Yes. <laughs> All Simpsons fans <laughs> ship the BBs. Your, the BBs. Wait, wait, dope. your your taste buds change with with the seasons? Yeah, probably. He's a well, complex person. Okay, well, no, 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 His I, musical tastes change with the season too. I'm straight vibe. So the other day, <laughs> the other day when y'all were talking about movies, no, it was like we were at the other place and y'all were talking about movies and you were saying, um, Eric was like, I just don't vibe with it. And then y'all yeah. said, that doesn't work for movies. I kept my mouth shut and I was like, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. I can watch a terrible movie, but if the vibe's right and the lighting's right no, and I the get food that. I have, I get freaking that. Star Wars episode one, Sesame Chicken from Imperial Gardens and McKinney, I'll make it. I'll enjoy it. So I can I agree with Phantom Menace, oh but God. it's great, and we can have another podcast about that. Yeah, we need to have yeah. a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, I can't yes. just like pass over movie yeah. movie brothers podcast. I'll agree with you because if you go listen to the de- the Detective Chinatown two, the movie brothers, which is me and my brother Brady, and I happen to be on that one. You were on that, that episode one because we did twenty eight movies in twenty eight days in fe- uh, February. So we went to the theater every day except for like three. We did Netflix movies, but every day, and then we did an episode. So we did, we were, we're like, there's not enough movies in February for us to go see something unless we go see foreign films. And I saw this one called Detective Chinatown 2, and I thought, this looks ridiculous. Yeah. So we went to it, and it was actually maybe my favorite episode because of how ridiculous and how it was fun so it was. so fun. And so 
If you want to hear, I I agree because I was in the right mood. I was just vibing with that movie, and we just knew things. kind of what we were getting ourselves into. It yeah. wasn't like you know our expectations were low for quality, and we we're just like this is going to be ridiculous. And we were in the right mindset. I mean, Brady hated every second of it, but you and I were all about it. <laughs> I too, think, too many poop references. Yeah, maybe probably. That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe because uh, the I think we were watching. I think we realized, and I think I say this on the podcast. We were watching the hangover of like the Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Like it was like uh, their biggest comedians, maybe, I don't know, come, and it's all based in New York. So it was like some of it was English too. So it was like pretty funny. And I think they got Did the rights to use. Titles? Yeah. Yeah. The English and they, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it did. It's but a bunch of squares I made a and vow circles. and we still haven't done it, but we haven't watched Detective Chinatown 1 yet. And, and apparently I, it's better. And apparently it's better. Somehow. Oh, so Somehow. you jumped into just the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course that, we that's had to the first one. Yeah. I don't um, really trust your judgment on it. Well, if hey, you don't know the backstory. Well, you're right. Hey, you're right. <laughs> pause, pause. We all did that with Star Wars. We all started on Episode Four. Oh, uh, yeah, but we all thought it was number one. Yeah, you didn't know but it was it number wasn't. four until number one happened twenty years later. <laughs> did the intro start off with four though originally? Episode it did. Four. Yeah. So oh, they yeah. knew. Yeah. They knew something was going. They on. picked up. Can you like, just imagine being in that theater? It was like episode four, and you're like, yeah, uh, like I have to leave, and then also no, get on this. the not internet and you figure out what's this? going on. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's what I think. I think they they named it episode four because they knew it gave them room to build. Plus. People were gonna ask about it. They're gonna be like, "Why?" And that segues into the new Emery album artwork. Oh, How you're much already of going there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, I'm locked and loaded, ready for this conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. Emery right. has a new album. Ready, well, break. Okay, so I I saw this, and obviously we uh, uh, all of us kind of. I mean, you guys all follow Emery, right? Everyone yep. follows Emery. I I, I think I'm probably the the uh, least. I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I am the least of the of fandom, I guess, when it comes to Emery, right? You're, the, le- so. probably, You're the least yeah. of these, anyway. Probably in the same. Ooh. <laughs> Deep cut. Okay, so, but I, but I, ha- you guys mentioned a couple episodes ago that You Were Never Alone might be an album I need to check out. I listened to it and I actually like it. Cool. Actually, I'm not like, bonkers about it but i right. think it's cool i mean like i love the way it sounds i love how raw it sounds See, i thought that's what you and that's what it. i appreciated of it uh, uh, the so heavy song. i've been listening to Never two mind. songs yeah. let's do the new album what is the thrash at the end thrash. when it goes yeah. to that um, kind of yeah. doo yeah. thing yeah I thought you sounds that. yeah it's pretty rad seems like they were like this is crazy let's do it you yeah. Know? yeah like that's what it seemed like and i like that i like so. i love that's the freedom i was talking about with that album is they were yeah. like let's just do stuff yeah so, so I've been listening to the new. They've only released two songs, right? Uh, Off the new record, I think publicly. I, I've yeah. I've listened to the whole record because. Apparently, I supported. I think like you are never alone or whatever when I came out, and I guess I got on their same email list, and so they shot me the album randomly. I was like, oh, look at you, nice, cool. So I've I've listened to it several times. The album is out November 9th. Yeah, yeah, I could tell that. Nice. <laughs> I could tell by the way you're walking that you could, you've heard the whole record. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I can tell from those nifty glasses you're wearing today. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, these are the ones that don't wear. But as those much. two songs are pretty good. I, I mean, I yeah. like. Uh, I, I don't. Once again, I'm not crazy about it, but I actually like it more than I thought I would. Yeah, uh, especially that first one. I forget the name of it, but uh, the is this the real life? Yes, that one. Yeah, I like the vibe of that one. Yeah. But they dropped the cover album. 
or the cover of this album, and I saw this, and there's Eric like growling. Uh, but uh, Eric, you mad? Bro? I saw this, and uh, no, he ain't. I thought, ain't huh? That's uh, this is going to make a lot of people mad, and yeah. and uh, just as a prerequisite, if you're not looking at this, this has. Partial nudity, I'd say partial nudity. It's not real nudity. It's a butt cheek like, and a half. I yeah, it's, it's like got the count. <laughs> it's got the woman. upper quadrants of <laughs> the butt. Real quadrants is it. the best funny word. For yeah. that. Thank you. It's like the top third quadrant of a uh, of a woman's butt. Yeah. Yes, derriere. It shows her butt crack. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh, but. I think the art is pretty rad. No, it's super cool, man. Yeah, the yeah. color, like the, the colors, colors are, are what make yeah. it. The, the deep greens, greens the dirt. It's beautiful. And she's got like, a whole bunch of crazy crap around her. So she's wearing a rosary. It's her trash. face it's, is covered. It's yeah. There's a Bible there or a red leather bound book that we can assume is the Bible. Yeah. Or or diary. To me, it looks like a journal. Or it's the Count of Monte Cristo. And then there's a light. That's you. Dude, a what lamp? if in that book is just everything about her ex-boyfriends and she had some weird <laughs> seance where she was getting over them? And she no, you <laughs> open the book and all it says is buy my premium happens. Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Josh is here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for color, guys. But there you yeah. go. I don't see well, color. We have a lot of brown over yeah, here. Yeah, I was about to say, you definitely here. do that, so, sir. Three Mexicans over here. Uh, no, but all that to say, uh, I know that we we have come to know that uh, Emery is good about um, pushing the envelope when it comes comes Stirring to, the like, pot. they do that in the Christian Christian scene. And I don't even know if they consider themselves Christians anymore. I think they do. I don't know. To my knowledge, uh, yeah. And, but... I think that it's funny because it's for I put myself as my 13-year-old self whenever I first got into the music scene and I started listening to Christian punk and rock and all that stuff where if one of my favorite bands had this album and I was starting to like discover like the woman form and everything <laughs> I think I'd be like oh hell yeah you know like I think I'd be like yes <laughs> and, uh, see her yeah, that <laughs> would be the most, especially, <laughs> especially like, oh. since uh, not too many people know this, but I didn't know, I never saw <coughs> pornography or anything like that until like 17 or 18 years old. Like I was pretty late to the game because I was pretty sheltered. So as the internet also didn't exist till you were 30. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. But, uh, uh, but around then like I, I was pretty pretty ignorant i do we feel that was a word again one. that was a smooth yeah that was much better just for like you guys if you want to go <laughs> <laughs> for all those that that the reference there is last episode i'll say it i don't mind Here i'm not go. gonna say the word right but or you i can said can it and like wait for it, a patreon ignorant <laughs> producer <laughs> is what i was gonna say an ignorant producer and whenever i said that I stuttered and accidentally said the N-word. And you yeah. guys looking after me said, nah, we don't need to share that. But <laughs> they cut it out. But you can hear me reference it last, last episode. Yeah, here we are sharing it. Yeah, yeah here we are. Yeah, here we are. But you don't hear the actual say, content. Yeah, that's okay. Is that okay? I don't know. Yeah, Who it's cares? fine. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there, you could make the argument that Emery made a whole bunch of Christians look at porn. Could you? Could you make that argument? You could make that argument. You could. So I think that's the, that's the discussion point. Yeah. And I, I, what do you I'll think, say Johnny Josh? said it best when we first brought this up, that he was like, oh, you look at it, and they have the Bad Christian podcast, right? Right. Yeah. And so it's like, they have this, people start talking, 
there's a podcast episode about it now, so that's probably just and it's, good if business. you can somebody I can I can't I don't have my phone, but somebody look up on somebody who follows Emery on Instagram, oh, Instagram and and then look up what the last post was, and it's the podcast episode yeah, that they put out. It's, 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 and it has so, the album cover, and it says nudity can't be art; it causes people to lust you pervert. Does anybody <laughs> yeah. else think that they're arguing with a bunch of immature people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for here's sure. how I see. Here's how I see. I see. I see a yeah, very they, they, they're, they're like prodding it purposely. Yeah, yeah, and I just would feel like okay, this whole it's weird because the whole thing is like let's stop making a big deal out of this. Let's make a big deal out of this. Downloads, listens, people's attention. I mean, I thought like like they're very much verbally saying like we are grown-ups now. We're just creating art and here it is. But then they just interact and play with the chaos in it. And it's probably smart and that's the interaction that's that I'm it, missing yeah. on the internet when I try to do things. Have they? Because I don't oh, go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. It's like this when I saw it, I went, That's that's a really pretty picture. It's a rad. I was like, picture. I love yeah. the greens, yeah, it, I love the rads. That's awesome. It looks cool. It it's actually like a, reminds me of Ben Harper's uh uh cover. I'm a big Ben Harper fan. And and there's an album called uh uh diamonds on the inside i think and and it's a dark dirt road whole bunch of browns and then there's a a woman sitting like she is naked and you just see the top half of her but the one third quadrant top of, quadrant the yeah they, so like the pink floyd, guys are killing the like joke the yeah, yeah, yeah like that so did guitar center make christians stumble when they went inside totally. the guitar center and they saw the, yes. the upper quadrant of a well no you, did, did they actually some, they actually going. there was one there was a fender keychain that yeah i remember this that this a hilarious. mom came in and complained to our store manager about it and we had to remove and destroy because it, it was because it was a cartoon version of a woman wearing clothes. By the way, if you guys want the, the guitar center cheese mitt, like that's definitely me and Caitlin. I love that yeah. you said cheese mitt oh, so much. Dude, I don't oh even say God. dirt or tea. I only say cheese mitt. Thank you. For anyone who's listening who doesn't know, cheese mitt is like the, the gossip. Yeah, it's yeah. like gossip for the Hispanic world. My, I literally get group texts from my mom and it'll be like, so here's the cheese mitt. Absolutely, and then she just, yeah. Let's so that's it. the diamonds on the inside cover. If you want to uh, Google Ben Harper diamonds on the inside album cover, oh, and Damn, I'll segue Joss, here. I'm into, lusting right yeah. now. I'll segue here into the the next thing, which is kind of like my sticking point. Um, I've got a super feminist girlfriend, so this like would ring her bell 100. percent But the top rated comment on their Facebook post when they released this was this guy. I've been a fan for a long time. He says. Really disappointed with that image showing up while I'm surfing face Facebook. Thought that was funny. Uh, I'm a married Christian man and have struggled with pornography. You have been a stumbling block to me today. Not cool, friends. Bro, come on. Okay, My first so, thought is, how weak are you, dude? dude? You're so weak, but also like Shit, I have to go masturbate now. Yeah. The fact that they're <laughs> gosh dang it, Emery. The fact that there are naked women around me, I'm not going to support your music anymore. Like, dude, that's wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Like. It just then, and I hear that in a lot of of church culture. Uh-huh. So I, you know, I definitely think that that's like going back to Johnny's point. The whole issue here is that we take all of these liberties with the female body, and we say that's her fault, you know, or like right. I, I'm suffering because of this because there happen to be nude women in the world, right. and and I'm suffering as a man. So that's such a bigger picture thing there. But yeah. dude, I, just, I have an issue with that. It's can crazy. we can we assume that like they probably didn't have anything to do? Well, they probably had some input, but they probably had some other artists. I'm sure they didn't go. 
I went to the artist who took this pictures page because they linked it on their Instagram. And I went to his uh, Instagram page to see what other art he had. Not only did he have a lot in this vein, but you had to kind of go farther back. So I'm under the impression that they might have found this picture, said, we want this one. And the color correction is different. If you go look on his Instagram, it's a lot more yellowy and stuff. And I just love this. I think it's a rad picture. Actually, Ravenhill. So hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There's an old picture. Alexa said empty orchestra. (laughs) <laughs> there's you a said there's orchestra? a it's it's okay so it's that's a how i met your mother reference karaoke is the japanese word for empty orchestra uh, and they're, they're like that's so hauntingly beautiful oh that's awesome <laughs> uh ravenhill had an old picture that we unfortunately couldn't buy from the artist but we want to still do it one day but it's this picture of a woman that uh is blowing smoke out of her mouth and it looks almost like a spirit coming out mm-hmm. but she's She's uh, it's showing you you assume that she's naked right. and we wanted to use it for the album's uh, cover soul, but we just couldn't afford it. And and uh, um, but we also as a band that has ties in the Christian industry, we were like, oh, man, we were nervous about them getting mad about the fact that she might be smoking. Uh, that's how, that's how even she, before getting to the nudity exactly yeah. nudity. so 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 that's so funny to me but i'm always about the art first and i think we all are like if the art is there and it's fits then why the heck not and i want to put more on the emphasis like what what you're saying i think it was the, someone that takes photography seriously and as an art form they saw his work or her work and said i think that's cool I want to do that. And then maybe gave either them uh, uh, that that photographer leniency and like this is kind of what the record's about maybe. It's called Eve. So I, I assume this is supposed to symbolize Eve. Mm-hmm. And I maybe, wonder which one came first to be honest. I don't know. Because I and think maybe, you, could, you could come up with the name Eve because of this because picture. Because of this right, picture. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and I wonder, we're looking at a rosary around her neck, almost like a noose. She's covered up. Uh, her neck with the maybe this is what we've done to the woman form and and right. don't put any of that of shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying as a whole. Uh, not, Johnny I mean, said hashtag not all men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I say one thing? Y'all want to yeah. go there? I saw a hashtag this <laughs> Here we week. Go. I saw a hashtag this week and it said believe women, and I was like, all of them. So <laughs> no we're just gonna believe lied, all of them Johnny. now. No woman's ever lied. Is that true? No, I lie all the time. Exactly. Okay, now, right, now so to, I to cover. So Sorry, I, can't, y'all. I can't believe all women. I can't understand the believe all women, but Alexa is like believe women. <laughs> believe women in the situation, but you'll never know when I'm lying. So and saying, I've had some horrible okay. things happen in my life, and I still get that. But like, it seems a little. Well, I think believe women is different from believe all women. If we're really going to go there, I think it's uh, a situation where you did say so believe many women. Yeah, yeah, it said believe women. Yeah, so, yeah, so many so women have women. come forward, and it's like you're a liar. And yeah. Trust me, I've seen the backlash on the other side. It's like, oh, there's been plenty of false rape, rape accusations and stuff like that. I think so, we'd yeah, like to have your wife on here if she's an activist. Dude, she's absolutely somebody that would. I'd love to. I would love to. I've needed a fi- I'm like, more of a feminist like, than my wife. Like, she would listen to you and like roast you on what you just said. Not because she like hates you or hates men or anything like that, but she's just very educated about the subject. She's married to one. So okay, well, not. then what would she say? Okay, well, you can't speak for her, but like right. roast me. So uh, here I am, a man, right. trying to listen, which is, uh, seems like what right. they want. And then they uh, or someone someone comes up someone comes up with a someone comes up with a vague hashtag that could be very broad, and then anybody's opinion 
can be the title, can be the subject of the post, right. and then they do the hashtag. So what I, I'm not saying the sentiment of the hashtag originally was wrong. Right. What I'm saying is it opens up for a lot of ridiculous posts I agree. then being included with that. And what it comes down to, I think, for the most part, is it comes down to, and I know everyone hates this word right now, but it, it comes down to uh, privilege. Yeah. And, and us as men, there's so much that, that women have had to experience and deal with their whole lives. I'm sure Alexa can uh, back this, that we just will never know anything about. Right. right. You know, so there's a lot of that, too. So we just have to try to be, um, you know, open to those kind of things. But at the same time, it I seems hear your like, sentiment, too. It seems like we're, at least I'm listening. Yeah. And when I reach out to find out what do you want from me, right. we get it sounds like bit. the answer is, Shut up and listen. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not a conversation, first right. off. Yeah. Second, I'm trying, but half of there's it feels like half are saying ridiculous outlandish things, half are making great points. And of course the media only focuses on the ridiculous part. None of this is funny. Rape is horrific. Yeah. Having people do something to you incredibly intimate when you don't want to, that's terrible. I wouldn't want to know what it's like to live with those memories. I I, I wouldn't want to have to try to have a remote a romantic moment with my wife and then have flashes of when something horrific happens i don't think any of that's funny but what i also don't think is funny is vaguing the shit out of stuff so you can just make any kind of virtue signal post you want and just attack people at random why are we attacking people why does the response to rape need to be attack it needs to be holy shit what are we doing to each other exactly yeah. And there's just so much on either side. I mean, if you think about it too... But why does there even have to be sides? It's rape. Well, there let's, are, let's, yeah. let's talk about how we can stop it. I think the well, Because anytime there's an accusation, the... there's a defense involved. That's yeah. There yeah. you and go John. with that, John. <laughs> I think <laughs> the raper is one side and the rest of us are on the other side. Right. Well, I don't, I don't think all the rapers have their own hashtag <laughs> the that they're yeah. all getting together. About. So there's not a team. But... Um, <laughs> What was I say? Oh, well, this got deep real quick. No, you're it good. It got super you're deep, good. and we're off on a tangent, but I yeah, love it. No, I'd I love, love it. to have your wife on here sometime to, to, to like, so we can literally go, all right, here's, we want to yeah. listen, yeah. and we want to learn, and maybe we can be the ignorance that that most men have. Every and, time and, you start and, to say that word, I know, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to quit. Like, <laughs> just as a response, <laughs> I, I, I do want to say this. Aside from podcasts, right. where you have to, on your own time, Go to the links to come listen to me talk. Right. That's the only time I'm saying stuff like this. I'm not interjecting right. my opinions on any of this, on statuses, nope. the internet. No, it's yeah, not my fight to me. have, yeah. but I'm watching it, and it's sad because I'm looking at a subject that's horrific and people just wanting to argue. Like, arguing about, uh, well, well, how much of it, what, was it consent, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, let's just look at what happened, and then we can decide, is that was that appropriate? I think the biggest thing that I learned from her is that there's a lot to learn from people who have who have not had a voice for so long, and maybe because they now have a voice, yeah. maybe they're a little bit outlandish or whatever because they've had totally. a for so long. Yeah. As men, we've always had a voice. I will always have a voice. I may be a brown guy, but I probably will always have more of a voice than a woman, maybe less than a white guy. You know what I mean? But that's the world we live in, and now we're talking about these things, and there are bound to be those emotions that come up that some of us just don't understand, and it's just about listening, and you're doing the right thing. you know. Yeah, and the, I just I wish there was more empathy in it, man. Right, I agree. It's like, I feel like for the people who have not participated in what this subject matter is, right. there's a lot of attacking them. Um, all that to say... <laughs> Hi, uh, Emery's, a, no, no, Emery's no, 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 artwork no, no, is dope. Emery, Emery, Emery pushes the. Is envelope. it sexist of us to like the artwork? No, I wouldn't say so at all. Okay, cool. actually, yeah. well, uh, I I think it's cool that they push the envelope. I think they they push it towards art and not just to be 
my only concern would be that they don't become the TMZ of like of like trying to trying to prod things. As in like just, this is the hot right. button issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff you know, like that. Yeah. It's kind of a little but late for that, right? Yeah, it a little might bit, be. Yeah. Yeah. It might be, but I mean I, I just can't wait for the Emory porn, you know what I'm saying? Oh dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Emory Hub? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um no. So something that uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, I just Whoa. thought of instead of it's like a holy water lube bottle. <laughs> oh god. Never look oh, at god. either of those things the same yeah. again. Oh, Thank you gotta man. use coconut I don't oil. See holy water very often. Yeah. Okay. So um one of my friends <laughs> one of my friends, uh he's not a Christian. He uh was raised in a very secular home. He was allowed to see nudity since he remembers and stuff in movies. And yep. Lucky, right? Wait, but here's this: like, he's not phased by it. Like, if he sees a, a girl's, like, if he sees like a pair of boobs or whatever, he's fine. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. And then he, sorry, it, it's like not a huge deal to him. But if it's like the sheltered person, like typically, you know, quote unquote, right. stereotypically, the Christian kid who is like sheltered from it, it becomes taboo. You seek that stuff out, right. and you end up being that thirty year old guy who has to masturbate every day, who has to like be offended by a picture like oh my god you caused me to stumble i have to i gotta, I gotta tell my wife about this let me go get my sex bot out of the closet when i'm singing good good father <laughs> this sunday bot. this is what i'm gonna be thinking about yeah <laughs> but like but it turns into this whole thing where it's like okay i gotta tell my wife at dinner like sweetheart um i was on facebook today and amory those those bastards uh, <laughs> <laughs> those, uh, those bastards in shallow seas we sail indeed, indeed. <laughs> um I'm only a man. I, I saw that. Th- I knew that. I almost sent you <laughs> this guys was ahead the of time. week send. Yeah, I, I want to make so many memes about this <laughs> of like yeah. like uh, porn parodies of their albums or songs because I didn't look them up or anything. I knew that if I gave you guys five minutes, you guys could totally do it. But you I, take I the the screen cap of the music video yeah. and you put it on like a Pornhub yeah. background. Oh, the idea? Take your own thing. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's a really funny headline. Idea. Yeah, yeah. But, but dude, but seriously, like. I think that's why, like, this culture is so sexually frustrated. Uh, I think that's a nice way to say it. Um, where it's like, you see this image, you're super offended. Uh, your wife in the next room's like, like, seriously emotionally hurt that you saw it. Like, she's like, oh my God, someone else's top butt quadrant. And then <laughs> someone else's top. Still a great word, great delivery. <laughs> but, like, it should be a uh, more streamlined yeah, way to say that. Well, and, but the thing is, is like, I'm not saying there's a negative to the male or female in this situation. It's just sad that their life, like uh, just the arithmetic that built up to the moment they are at now, that this can be such a poisonous bomb when you're just going through Facebook and you see this artwork that it literally viscerally negative negatively affects you. That literally goes back to like Newton's laws. Like there's always reactions to stuff. So like, I mean, if I put this in a, in a different context or whatever, when I was a kid, we didn't have money to go to movies all the time. So now that I'm an adult, I see a, a, a movie as many times as the movie brothers podcast do, but right. just because I like watching movies. Yeah. So it's the same thing is if you tell a kid like, Oh, the female form is terrible or whatever. Sooner or later, you're going to get curious or you're going to suppress that so much. It starts coming up in other ways. Well, and so, um, my girlfriend was raised in a situation where she was, blamed for a lot of stuff like the the right. girls in the community were blamed like absolutely she told me a story about a, uh, a couple nights ago where her her friend and one of the guys they were all like 16 17 ish uh they were at like this uh homeschool group dance thing hola and uh <laughs> and essentially um, you can't use that you gotta watch that you cultural can't use that word <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
appropriations. Oh, it's cool. I'm Korean. Um, and uh, <laughs> essentially, one of the moms came, found her friend, was like, "You're coming home." And then she didn't hear from her for a week because she got grounded because she was alone. Uh, she wasn't alone because she went away from the group with a guy in the midst. And yep. they were basically told that, like, hey, you are going to cause all these guys to sin. And so exactly. they grow up with this idea that their body is something evil, something wrong, something hurtful. And that's super sad. Like, can you imagine, like, uh, like the dudes here being told that, like, dude, when you show forearm and, like, that... that you, you I was going to bring that up. Yeah. That was a viral post a while ago. It was, like, the the dress codes where you can't show shoulder or whatever. And there's a lot of girls that are like, Hey dude, if like a boy can't, uh, you know, concentrate cause he saw my elbow, that's on him. It's not on me. Yeah. Right. It's the trope. And like, it's, it's painful because <laughs> nice. You know, I am a Christian and I am personally wrestling with when I have kids, how am I going to go about this? Because totally. I don't want to go too far to the extreme either direction because I want them to hold the values I hold, but at the same time, I want them to treat people like people. Exactly. Now, I've been lucky enough, like, so my biggest frustration and confusion navigating the waters of, like, feminism and privilege and stuff is I've never had that perspective. I may have existed in it ignorantly and not knowing, but the fact is, is, like, I've never seen women as lesser... Um, I've had lots of female friends growing up. I've always had female friends. Right. And they were always like one of the guys, quote unquote. Right. But and that might be part of that whole male privilege thing, is, that yeah, she's yeah. one of the guys versus we're all just hanging out being friends. Exactly. Oh, um and, <laughs> and, and, and Alexa's hanging out and it's We got a girl. And she's like <laughs> But here's this, like I don't view her any differently than I do Kaylin, Josh, right. Josh, Johnny. Kind of cuter, but okay. Have you seen Kalen? Guy's a fox. <laughs> what does the fox say? Hey, Kalen, the <laughs> next, the, the next, our next Ravenhill record, though, we're gonna need the the first third of your butt quadrant. I'll do it. No Done. problem. I have at least a portfolio of at least, and I'm literally just gonna retweet options. it every day and be hey, like, "Ooh, he, Josh, <laughs> you're gonna want to use my butt quadrant because it's like getting a quadrant and a half of Kalen's quadrant. Oh, you get more quadrant. There's more quadrant to quadrant. Yeah, it's more, yeah. <laughs> We're already using your. <laughs> Never mind. I made one of those uh, one of those little books for Haley when we got married, where I go take all those like pictures, you know, sexy pictures, like, like bourgeois photography. Yeah, yeah I, made, I made Haley has a bo- bourgeois. Boudoir. Boudoir. She has boudoir. a calendar. She has a calendar. I got awesome. my good boudoir. There's a whole man. Simpsons joke around that. Yeah, you should see the November <laughs> picture. Dude, I got my boudoir. Yeah, it was really cool. I had you know that famous lady who puts babies in fruit. <laughs> she came out and did my uh, bourgeois photos. Um, all right, yeah. So, so that's the new Emery record. So, yeah, Emery. Um, if you if you ever listen or hear this, it's fine, and I know you know it's fine. So, have fun turning it into whatever you want to turn it into. But it looks fine. It's a very pretty album artwork. And uh, from the people who don't want to interact in the comment worlds, <laughs> it, it's good. You're fine. It's fine. Have you guys wondered what the back of the studio looks like? Uh, <laughs> I hope it's the front. <laughs> part. <laughs> brutal <laughs> it's just gonna be a bush and you see her like you see the top of her head <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. no 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 <laughs> am i right folks <laughs> <laughs> I have you didn't mean that the way it came across. No, no, no. Sounded like I'm, you meant her bush. <laughs> no, I meant the green bush that's the whole thing. Yeah, we know. Nope. We know. We know. You can't get out of it now. I already dug the hole. Um, <laughs> is that the secret garden? 
where that picture was taken? <laughs> <laughs> There's so the many the jokes movie. to unpack here. Oh my god. You mean the Garden of Eden? Oh my god. We're professionals. No, no where the picture was taken. We Garden now? of Eden, right? No, dude, that was someone's backyard. Try, trying yeah. to make me feel better Let me, about myself. Uh, okay, so let's move on from that point because okay. we're we'll get in the weeds here. Yes. Um, let's. Uh, uh, did everybody uh, uh, get excited about the purge happening yesterday? We all got the same text. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, <laughs> two, two eighteen. I thought, dude, memes, memes happened within a few minutes. I was super taking uh-huh. a nap at the time. I it <laughs> happened. I went on Facebook like three minutes later. There was already like memes like that were just all <laughs> yeah. over my and Facebook. And also 90% of them are bad. Yeah. Like, oh, lose my number, Donald. Like, good one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just didn't get it. seemed to clearly not be a text message. It seemed to clearly exactly, be an alert. Thank you. And it seemed to clearly say, you don't need to do anything. And yeah. I hit the button and I kept going. And then a couple hours later, yeah. I got on the internet and people were like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah. dude, they already have really everything awkward, though, you talk about I was in a on the internet. They've got a little cloud people... with your name on it. And they're just waiting for Sorry, you to run for any me. political give him, give him position. Him and as let soon him, as they see that finish. you're going to try to run for office, then they're going to pull out that little cloud with all your info on it, and they're just going to start hunting. They probably won't even need to. They'll just have enough uh, audio of you that they can then create your voice to say whatever they want you to say. Then when you start gaining more traction we'll in say. the primaries, they'll probably then release that information. This has been brought to you by Gathering My Thoughts podcast. This is basically that last minute was Gathering My Thoughts podcast. Sorry, guys. I Alexa. also don't believe most of what I say out loud. <laughs> I was in a restaurant, and it was really funny go. to see the faces of the people who didn't get it. Nah. They, they were right. like, they were just offended. oh, my God, why did I get one? And I was like, what the they haven't do been you chosen. want one? Yeah. <laughs> and then the people were literally like looking around, and they were like, should we leave the restaurant and go outside? I was like, my question I, for all those people is like, where are you whenever you get a thunderstorm warning or whatever? Like, exactly. What's your reaction yeah. to that? I, like, I oh, saw like the emergency. Okay. I was like, oh, it's probably another one of those things. And I just clicked yeah, it off. Yeah, I thought it was an Amber Alert. I didn't even think about it. Like, ignoring. Yeah, I know. Me neither. Doesn't look the best. Caitlin was like, I thought it was an Amber Alert. I just turned off. Up here is children. That doesn't matter. I was also in a restaurant with my kids. That was a Simpsons reference. Yeah, sure. I was I was in a restaurant with my wife too, and. And I forgot that it was happening. It got announced that it was going to happen, but um, uh, it was like two eighteen or one eighteen or something like that. And Brady, I thought you weren't going to listen to us anymore. Oh man, we're about to start and talking so, about poop, Brady. Poop jokes <laughs> happening right now, Brady. So, uh, so they, uh, uh, I remember just thinking, Megan got it, and I got it, and all the people around me got it, and and I was like, oh, it's, the purge is happening. I, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. It's, now we I thought the purge like, was happening when we were in freaking Springfield and we were eating at a pizza place and the whole street, the, like the electricity for the whole street, just downtown Springfield just went off and everything was black. We're just like, we're all going to die. And I, here you go, Brady, was in the bathroom taking a poop. <laughs> that is so... <laughs> and I was just like, guys, dude, God, what if you survive, my, oh, what if ahead. you survive that section of purge because you're just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out for the guy in Jurassic Park. That's all I'm saying. He went to the potty, didn't work out well for him. That's <laughs> not, <laughs> not what I'm gonna do. Uh, um, you gotta pause. That's not what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, just to reference what what they're saying about Brady, we care about quality control here at, mm-hmm. uh, at, and the quality of these podcasts. And Brady let us know that the suppository joke that was said in the previous episode, maybe two episodes ago. Almost made him not a listener. And I told the guys, just so we could keep the humor maybe a little better or aware, 
and now they're giving Brady hell for it. Yeah. So and backfired. He's yeah. Watching live. Yeah. Right now. So yeah. So I mean, go. what's worse? You got the guest into it. Like, when you me. go poop you yourself, do you just yes, like close your eyes and you're just like, it needs to be over. I need this to be over. <laughs> hey, Brady, we do love you though. No, we love you. Hi, Sometimes. Brady. Brady is is a good guy, and my brother. Uh, what else? What else? Did you have any uh, points you wanted to make this this week? I don't know why I'm getting no. higher. I well, was just excited to talk about the uh, Emery album artwork because yeah. I, when I saw it, I was like, this and is really pretty. This will be, this is cool. And then it turned into a whole thing. I'll throw some yeah. feathers. And then yeah. I was like, how much of this was manufactured and on? And then you said you want to talk about it. And I was like, perfect. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I think it's great. I think, I think it's good art. I think Trump has got something up his sleeve with sending us all text. Um, Dude, we're going to get like a single testicle sent to all of America. <laughs> Can that I, seems fair. I did share something with you guys beforehand, and then you had a story, so I think this is good. I, I think you're putting things on my face, like dogs. No, dogs, no, dogs. I don't know how to do any on the of bunny that. Filter right now. <laughs> I'm just I like, I know totally how to, a bunny I can right flip now. the camera around, yeah, and I can flip it back. And I did figure out how to wave at someone. <laughs> okay, like so. this, Johnny and technology. <laughs> this is the second time I've ever maybe. This is probably the first time I've Is Johnny one of those guys alive. who pokes you on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> like, who no, poked sure. me? Yeah. No, I don't even know where the poke button is. No, Johnny's one of the, Johnny's the guy that's like, two in the morning, ding. What the? Should Facebook should be asking me for my if I want to confirm my email? <laughs> like, I don't trust Why nothing. do they need my email? That seems like Donald's anything. trying to get my info. Hey, you know something interesting? Yes. I've noticed I was watching the local news the other day, and they said there's like 9 billion spam phone calls a day. Oh, I believe that. And Absolutely. I don't get very many of them, and I think it's because I don't put my phone number in stuff. No, you're smart, yeah. So cool. there's that. Smart or paranoid? There's a thin line. Both. Yeah. I'm At the, least um, both. I'm to the point that if I don't have the number, I'm waiting for a voicemail. If I don't get a voicemail, exactly. it wasn't important or real. Yeah, that's exactly. what I do. Um, so the story I shared with you this morning, uh, I'm usually pretty pretty good about, about uh, um, uh, privacy of my kids because they're not old enough to, to, to get... Get, let, put it on the internet, put their names and stuff like that. But my oldest or my middle son Judah, he uh, he had he's been throwing up at school every day after they after they have lunch and then they have a second recess and during second recess he'd be throwing up and we my wife and I have been trying to figure out why that ha- that's happening and um, took him to the doctor. They actually said that he might have acid reflux and stuff like that, so it might be a a legitimate problem that we're dealing with. But this morning he told my wife that um, about a month, and, month, month and a half ago, they had a, uh, uh, an active shooter drill at his elementary school, and that scared him. And so he knows that if he's sick, he gets to come home. And right about that time, I think he gets nervous. And I think, he gets, uh, I think he's been making himself throw up to, to, because of the fear of being in a school and an active shooter. And I, I, and Josh, you brought up that, you know, back in our day, we had tornado drills and everything, exactly. and we're not scared of those uh, Or it's easy anymore. to explain away. It's like a natural disaster. Nothing right. could control it. But, like, how do you explain an active shooter? You know right, I mean? right. You're like, oh, just some people are just bad, and, yeah. and, and, and you're prepared. And we talked about it with them and stuff like that. But, uh, but I thought that was terrifying. And then you shared a story. <laughs> Johnny, tell you, you, were ner- you were nervous whenever you were a kid and you wanted to go home. So. Yeah, there was one, it was I think third grade and I was ready to leave. I didn't want to be at school anymore. I don't know if I was scared or if I was just over it, 
But there's one particular day I, was I like, vote over it. I was like, I got to get out of here. And so <laughs> I found a green marker. You know, remember the markers that were white and then the color on the lid and then there was like stripes yeah, and color yeah. on it. So I had I grabbed an orange one and a green one and I went into the bathroom <laughs> and I broke off the top of them and I got all the liquid in my mouth. And then I just sat there and waited. And then I even went back into the class and just sat there that. quiet at the desk and just let all this saliva and spit fill up in my mouth. And then after just I felt like I had a lot, nose just breathing through my nose, just wait, being patient. Playing the long game. And then eventually the <laughs> teacher came by and I went, Bleh! and then this orange green stuff came out and it splattered everywhere. And she thought it was disgusting. And they called Orange and green together. What does that make? Blurple. Brown. Your teacher know. was yeah, like, brown. "Why did they make green ketchup?" <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to go home early. It worked. Got to go home did yeah. they realize what you did, though? I don't know. I feel you like might have beat the system. Super nah, beat the system. I feel dude. like most things I did that I shouldn't somehow someone knew. That was Johnny's foyer into getting off the grid. That's how I learned to scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, screaming! That was so embarrassing to learn when you were a kid. Sticking yeah. your head in a pillow, hoping no one could hear you. <laughs> Dude, I'm a clean vocalist, so I would be at that level right now if I decided, like, oh, I'm going to scream now. Dude, Dude, me and my friends would get in the car, and we'd practice and just take turns. That's awesome. I still don't think I'm very good at it, but, I mean, it's too fun to do. So One, one of the big reasons why we have Josh here today, yep. I think he has a wealth of knowledge that I think will could benefit us, and we, I think we can learn from him as well as whoever else may be listening. So, But I want to at least give you the opportunity to discuss you it. You have a platform, my friend. Let's yes, sir. do it. So yeah, okay, so first of all, first and foremost, number one, I'm just some f***ing guy. Like, I'm just a dude. The The best thing I can say about myself, because like you'll see my name on this podcast or whatever and be like, who's that guy? You know, all the cool podcasts will be like, the dude from Emory's on this. That's cool. I respect him. He's somebody I know. Like, I'm just a guy, but at the same time, I'm a guy who's been self-employed doing music um, for the last four years. So I've at least found a way to make that profitable. And uh, I wanted to come on the podcast because I was telling Kalen, uh, one of the things going way back that I learned even coming up in the business is you'd see some of your friends or, or some of the bands you were into get big and you're like, well, how did they do that? I want to do that. You know? And it was always like some secret. And I think I'm tired of there being secrets. And the more that that secret grew, the more it became a lot of toxic things in our industry. Yeah. And, and one of the I things, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up is the fact that um, in 2016, I believe, uh, the music industry made about $17 billion, whereas Amazon.com made about, you know, $100 million, Or $100 billion, I'm sorry about that. How much did you say Bezos makes a day? A day? You said something. $275 million a day. Yeah. That so we're like on a such a... You know, $17 billion sounds like a lot of money, and it is for anyone else. That's the entire industry. That's anybody that you know making music in the industry. It pales in comparison to... You know what Amazon's making, what all these legit companies are making. But it's such a trendsetter. It's such a part of it. That's right. crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is that we as, and this is probably my main focal point is we as musicians in this business, especially those of us who go out of our way to listen to podcasts about the music industry, yeah, need to start being better business people. And I think for a long time we grew up and we thought, well, this is different. This is music. It's it's art. We've got to be like, like, no, you need to start thinking about your songs as a product. You need to. Start, I tell people all the time, bands that I work with, like, hey, dude, you're opening up a store. It, you're selling coffee. Those are your songs. You got to find out how to get more people into your store yeah. to buy more coffee. It'd be so, easier for coffee because you just do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We're we got your, we got your honey gold suits. You can be just like every businessman. So I wanted to bring you guys kind of in on the conversation first thing. So uh, let's go around the room and obviously for the sake of time, try to keep it as brief as possible. But what is your like immediate thought of like, hey, you're launching a band, Alexa? This would be great for you to start with because you just came from school. 
What is the way that you would do that? What do you think are the best ways are out there right now? The best way, please have consistent branding. If you are all over the map and you don't know what your goal is, you need to know whether this is a hobby or this is a career. Yes, ma'am. Because if you want just a hobby, it's it's not going to work out. If this is your career, brand yourself, market yourself, keep it consistent. If you look at any big album that's about to come out, like Emory is a good one, that is consistent branding. They're going to have that until that releases in November. Just watch. They'll have the same kind of pictures, the same They've kind already of been vibe. doing it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it goes deep in that. Their consistent branding is being the, the band that turns heads, that makes conversations and stuff like that. Um, and also, just to tack on to your point, too, if you're an artist who just wants to do the hobby thing, Kayla and I come from a culture of guys at, yeah. you know, back at Guitar Center who are like, dude, they've got a job, they got kids, they're just trying to make money and play. That's cool, too. No yeah. one's saying you can't be part of the party, but just know your role. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. There's definitely a distinguishing... Kaylin, what have you got? I know you're in a band, so. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I was, she took my first thing I would say is branding and just professionalism in general, just how you present yourself and it being consistent and cohesive. Um, And that goes from everything as far as like the way you post on Instagram. Um, I know there's like a a lot of bands that I really appreciate their social media presence. Like their Instagram's like basically a really, like a cool kind of suave uh, merch store or like, you know, right. like something you would see from like express or something like they do a really great job marketing their merchandise and stuff like that. Um, but also being consistent with like live show and also like presenting yourself live in a way that is consistent with your brand across the board. So, I mean, not to kind of piggyback off what she said, but I think that's a big, huge, important thing that is often lost um, but also, and it's something, way to piggyback. I know, but also <laughs> like in that. But also like being financially savvy, and this is something where I I'm I probably fall short in a lot of ways in previous bands I've been in. Some been better than others, but I know because of that, I know it's importance. It's just like setting budget, you know, in setting a budget and knowing what your goals are, setting goals. And figure out financially like where you're going and how you're going to get there. And just organizing that. It's like, well, how are we going to generate income? Like if we're going to be playing shows, if we're going to be touring, how can that actually be a profitable thing for us? Not a, if it's not, it's not going to be stabbing ourselves in the leg, you know, trying to cut our own legs off, trying to tour whenever we're not making money. It's like, well, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way to um, make it worth your while. And I've honestly, like the few times I've filled in for page nine, you guys have been a great example of that. Of like, Oh, there is a way to be kind of a more independent artist, but still bring in revenue on the road. It's not a waste of time. Yeah. You know, that's something that's hard. It is challenging. It's it's, it's hard. It's easier said than It takes time. It takes building relationships. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. But no, but that kind of completes my thought. That's another thing. It's just like, being financially savvy with your decision making like a business and think of the band as a business as a product it is also your art and it's that's obviously you know such an important part but it's a bigger it's only a piece of the bigger puzzle and that's the bigger thing about staying in uh, you know financially not even just independent but savvy is the more control you have over um you know the money that you're bringing in the more artistically independent you can be right you know it's one thing to be a band like us and like People might look at Fever Youth um, or Page Nine and say, "Like, uh, yeah, nobody cares about them." Yeah, but I get to do what I want, bro. Like, I, and whereas, like, I've got bro. friends signed to labels, yeah. and they have to. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. Yeah. You know. uh, Johnny, I bet you're a wealth of knowledge. L- hit me with it. Are you're you launching a band. Knowledge? You're launching words. Yeah. Um, here you go. It, yeah, it, he'll, yeah, it. It's, I'm interested here. On um, so on what I think, if you're going to start a band, 
Yes. Is that what oh, the question, I mean, like, the question would be how business wise, like how do you launch a band? How do you make it successful? How do you cut through the noise? I don't know, but I can tell you one thing that I've noticed over the past several years. Because I've been playing in bands since 2003, mm -hmm. and I've been trying to make something out of this since then. Yeah. So I think I've done as many wrong things as you can do so far, and I'm sure there's plenty more. Yeah, we all have. Uh, and I've done some right things. The right things I've done was with a band called Perfect Imperfect. Within one year, we built a following and got to play the encore stage at Cornerstone. I remember y'all's MySpace. You really? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what we I, did? I, I was like, that was a cool name. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. We figured it out at Chipotle and McKinney. Um, but uh, <laughs> rock and roll. But, um, Apple what, was built band? in a garage, but I mean, uh, you were built in a Chipotle. Yeah, uh, Mexicano Chilero. <laughs> so what I uh, what I found was that um, avocado costs more. Yeah, I know. What Bro. what I found with that band no, that made a huge difference was our first band practice was what do we want to do this year? Yes, and we wrote everything we wanted to do that year down with the big goal being Cornerstone, and then we then said, so what do you have to do? Yeah, to do each one of those things. We yeah. wrote all of those down, and then we just started working. And so I, I learned that the biggest change now with the internet exploding and social media is I think that back in the day there was a famine mentality. We thought in our, in our scene and whatever, you, there's, there was competitive, it was almost competitive between bands, and it was, there's only X number of fans, right. and we have to fight for them. And now what I would say is, dude, the internet is just there. Make things and put it up there if you want. Find your audience. I think the famine mentality of bands is over, dude. It's it's there's just people looking for people to hang out with, man. Yeah. And I think if I could I have my internet at my house is so bad. But if I could get better internet, I think the biggest thing I would change for my new band is that interacting and hanging out with people <laughs> that um, I, see, I, I see people doing so much better on the internet. Is it, well, I was and Caitlin, when we grew up, we're about the same age. Mm -hmm. We listen to Linkin Park or whatever. Yeah. We didn't expect to go to a Linkin Park show and see them at the merch table, shake their hands or whatever, give them a hug. But now that is expected. Mm -hmm. you know. So like what you were just saying, like that personal relationship, that's important. And on what you were saying about kind of the famine mentality, Alexa and I both come from this you know, warp Tour scene where... The thing I hated about that at the time it was really cool, like you know, 2006, 2007, because we're like, oh, these are our people. But now what I hate about it is the kids will save up money to go to Warp Tour, and this is why Warp Tour failed, in my opinion, just my opinion. But is listen, that, Kevin, <laughs> they were going to support the entire tour, not a specific band, and so so many of those specific bands didn't have kids coming out to see them individually when they toured because everyone's just like, well, I'm just going to save my money for Warped Tour. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing. So we have to establish those relationships. Well, that's what I was talking about last week on the podcast or recently. Um, I was talking about how these this new wave of kids, they seem to really enjoy socializing over the internet. Like that satiates them. Yeah. And then they save up money. And in the summer, it's like this gathering of friends who don't really live together. And they go to these events, like, the festivals. Like the gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, they go to the festivals. Which makes way more money than Warped Tour. Just oh, throwing I that know. out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... That's what I think is happening with like Coachella and all these like, dude, Coachella's been around forever, yeah. man. I remember Bright Eyes playing. Um, like I'm wide awake, it's morning, and that was a really cool video. No, it was Lua, and he was playing in front of a crowd. And it was like indie Saddle Creek kids and stuff. And now it is what it is. And I think it's because those kids realize we have built a society on the internet, and we can't see each other in person. But these giant gatherings is now where they go. 
That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, there's good and bad things like. about it. Festival culture, like, is a whole hot button issue for me um, because of that. And I think that's the good part to it. The bad part to it is that we don't have people going to club shows when those bands come and do independently. I think that's just the changing of times. I would spend less time trying to figure out how to fix a whole super organism that I don't understand how it works. Yeah. Um, and more time just trying to build that niche audience and that interaction. And that is it. That we, have, we have to, and that's that's the conversation though. Is like, and I'm not saying you did anything wrong with him, perfectly imperfect. But no, we probably but, did. Yeah. Oh, well, I quit. But, that was well, part yeah. of it. Our <laughs> thing, my, my <laughs> thing that I always kind of tell, tell to people is, as opposed to saying like, how do I get on Warp Tour? How do I get on Coachella? Because that's from as from an agency standpoint, that's the number one question I get. Can you get us festival shows? It's like. Well, dude, you have to have that draw first because that's what the festival wants. They want a right. band with a draw because that helps sell the tickets. So here's the question, though, is like, do the draw first. And uh, so many bands have it backwards where they think like, well, we can't get a draw until you put us in front of people. And then, then damn, like everyone will like us. And like to an extent, I think enough of us collectively have played festival shows where it's like, yeah, everyone there that day is super into you. They'll come pat you on the back. Maybe they'll buy a T-shirt. But if you're not following up with them like an actual business would, you're not... Or even a church. Exactly. Dude, yeah. exactly. Church is a great example of that. Yeah. And I've only learned that I'm not like you guys. I didn't grow up in that. When I started working independently as a musician, that's when I got it. Now I'm like, yeah. dude, these guys know how to do it. Yeah. Um, Clifton, let's get your thoughts. Well, I was going to say I can echo just about everything they said. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that, that Honey Gold Records has really tried to do is exactly. cultivate... Are, that was like whenever I I remember my buddy Davey Basinger, he used to be the lead singer of, of Bleach, and he ran the record label that Ravenhill got signed to. I remember saying in Nashville, we should start a collective of, I mean, we have so many musician friends right. that are independent or are wanting to go independent after their label contracts up. Let's like cultivate a, a community. And it was really hard to get everybody that's had their own agenda for this to do that. Yeah. When I came to Dallas and I met these guys, um, I was like, we could, we could do this. And I remember telling him, hey, we started this Honey Gold Records thing. He goes, dude, that's the thing you wanted to do like yeah. in Nashville and you're doing it in Dallas. I'm, I'm happy for you. And uh, so it's all about finding your audience. I tell people all the time, if Raven Hill, I don't expect everybody to love Raven Hill. I, I, can, I can deal with people not liking Raven Hill. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, I said, man, if 99% of the world didn't like Ravenhill and only that 1%, you know how many people that is? Yeah, like, I remember, I remember mm-hmm. buying, a, I've said, maybe I've said this on this podcast, but I've said it in other podcasts. I remember buying an, uh, a map of the United States about three years into Ravenhill and putting pins in everywhere. And it's mostly the Midwest. And for some reason, like, Minnesota, North and South Dakota, where Raven Hill had fan bases. And I was like, we cultivated these these small communities in these areas. And then I looked at mostly the West Coast and then the New England area. And I was like, there's so many. I told my wife, Megan, I was like, there's so many Raven Hill fans there. They just don't know it. We haven't told them. Exactly. We, and, and it's not their fault. We just need to get to them. So I love that. I will also say having a ton of friends, and I know we all have a ton of friends that are that are musicians doing this for a living or or work for or actors or comedians or whatever you find out that this world this music world is pretty small yeah and if you're you're an a-hole that goes a long way also if you are cool fun hang that goes a long way and if you take yourself seriously but also not take yourself too seriously in the sense of like you're right Whenever Dave Grohl and and when we're if we're just talking about rock and roll, right? 
Whenever the 90s stars that are larger than life rock and roll stars are gone, who who's left? Exactly. Like like uh, no one else there used to be that. a time where you could It's going to be have, the DDJ SX2. That's what'll be left. Dude, I love you for that. <laughs> I don't even know what who that is. But uh, uh a guitar center joke. Yes, uh, it is a guitar center. But joke. whenever there used to be a time yeah, that's what it'll be is There used yeah. to be a time whenever you would do have like action figures of like Kiss or or the Beatles yeah. and and you could probably still do it with the Foo Fighters or Radiohead, and they they'd sell them and they'd probably sell oh, out. But 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 wait. is Bless the Fall going to have action figures? No. You know what I mean? No. Right. Probably yeah. not. Right. And so like, there's the fandom. None of us. I think I said this to you the first time we were talking yeah. uh, at, at Gas Monkey, and I go, uh, yeah, they're they're what are rock stars now? They're they're not. We yeah. should all be working together and trying to figure out how to help each other out. And once our once our ego. And and almost like uh, uh, God, uh, we're thinking we're God's gift to rock and roll or whatever is set aside, and we go, hey, listen, I have a good fan base in Nashville, and you have a good fan base in Chicago, right. or this or that. Let's work together and make sure those fan bases can help each other because they'd probably like each other, and then let's help each other out. And so, to me, that makes sense. And I think Clifton kind of went closest to going over. Everyone kind of led up to it, but it really is about finding your niche. And I'll tell like just a quick story. I got on one that. point. Yeah, you nailed it, dude. Nice. Uh, when Sticker. I was like, it was like 2007, <laughs> first met my bass player, who's like my hetero life mate. Yeah. Um, he was really into mindless self-indulgence. And at that time, like, you know, Godsmack was the biggest band in the world. And that's all I wanted to listen to or whatever. Because yeah. of you, yeah. I'm awake. Yeah, exactly. Dave so, John, Mira, just so everyone knows who to blame for that. <laughs> so that was oh, the thing. I'm sorry is, for singing a song that he just referenced. <laughs> <laughs> For me at that time, it was like, you were either Godsmack or you're a f***ing nobody. Like, you're just, you know, you're not even on the map. So it tells me about mindless self-indulgence. I'm like, who even is that? Are they playing, like, you know, some shed or whatever? And he's like, no, dude, they sold out House of Blues. And that was the first time I realized that niche markets exist, and they exist to people that uh, you don't even know. Like, you can, right. I can, either one of us can name a band to each other that the other ones have never heard of, and they're probably a sellout band somewhere. So there's so much in there if you just find your audience. Now, the question is, and everyone that's listening is going to be like, well, how the shit do we do that? Well, there are some really good pathways, and a lot of them are ones that you knew about this whole time that you just never discovered. Biggest one being Facebook. Um, and I know a lot, this is always a hot button issue with people, but I've spent a lot of time the past couple of years researching this, is everyone's like, ah, oh, well, wouldn't it be Snapchat or Instagram, even though that technically is Facebook now? Well, the thing is, Facebook has the best possibility for you through ad revenue and through ad marketing for you to actually target and find your fan base. Right. And it goes so much deeper than you can ever imagine. And your dollar goes a little further It goes a with long that. way. Yeah. And that's the thing is I keep seeing the conversation of like, oh, like I saw a band who I'm not going to call out because I like them and I'm not trying to talk shit about them. But, but I totally t say it right yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> I saw a band that <laughs> was Raven like, Hill. hey, Facebook makes you pay for this. Why wouldn't we have the conversations on Twitter? And it's like, yeah, but it's really hard to generate those conversations on Twitter. Right. Like you can't, you're basically cold calling at that point because I've done that. Dude, what, no, okay, so just to, real yeah, quick, right. yeah. I didn't get Twitter for years and when I've slowly tried, when I've realized I'm going to have to play on the internet right. to reach people, right. I got a Twitter and it looked like you can just say whatever you want and then this whole conversation starts. Yeah. Dude, I have 
13 followers and I've had a Twitter for a couple of years. I'll follow you. And I, <laughs> I, I, I put thoughts out there, man. And I'm yeah. like, where's the discussion? Like no one cares. And I'm yeah. like, hashtag hashtags. Yeah. And I don't know. It's probably and that's another big thing too, is I see like a lot of guys and somebody in this room is probably guilty of it. So like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, I always kind of tell people, I'm like, dude, everyone's all big on like what hashtags to use on Instagram. But when was the last time you were like, I would, I would like to discover things. So I'm going to go look at the hashtag. rock and roll hashtag. Like you've <laughs> never. never done that yeah, yeah. ever. I've done it as a tool to, to go, Oh, they're, they will like Ravenhill. So I'll go like their thing. Yeah. This might be guilty. I might No, be you know how idiot. it works is uh, when Sherwood got picked up by BC, um, yeah. all of a sudden, and one day, I got like 10 or 11 likes on my Instagram by Sherwood's new Instagram page. And yeah. I was like, how the hell did they find me, not follow me, but go through all my stuff? Because I had been, all 10 of those things had the same hashtag. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. And I was like, they went through a hashtag that yeah. knew was relevant it's to them. It's a marketing thing. And they yeah. just started liking people's stuff to, to then, you know Generate where it worked though? Back, is yeah. I or forgot or about Sherwood. That's what I do. Yeah. I, do I that. forgot about Sherwood. And then I went, oh, hey, Sherwood's a band again. As soon as I saw that they it's had gone smart. through, like, yeah. all it's smart. It's a stuff. way to do. See, so when we do that, though, the only bad thing is we create this echo chamber of other marketers, and and that's the thing because that's yeah. really what's looking for that. And my that's gathering what, my thoughts Instagram yeah. has a hundred and something followers, and I think all of it is somebody else doing something. Like exactly, I don't have just people who are interested. So the question that's is, how do we find those real people? And that's the cool thing about Facebook, and it also comes down to like if we're if we're talking about an ad set, you have to realize that we live in this world where we know we're being marketed to, we know when and how. So everyone, and you'll see a lot of this with labels too. If you're just putting a post out there that says our new record blank is coming out on this day, stream it here, here, and here. Nobody gives a shit. You need to create a story. And this is, I'm going to go on kind of a diatribe here, yeah. but the reason that we're all here and the reason that we're into everything that we're into is it all comes down to story. Everything's a story. Your band is a story. Yeah. Your life is a story. Your family is a story. The Bible is a story. The journey there is, yeah. is sometimes better than the art. And we can all think about a band, maybe, and maybe it's one or only two bands where we love their story, and those are the bands that kind of stick out. So all of us just have this wealth of knowledge inside us that we're really not accessing because we learn from the other guy that like, oh, you have to get your branding and that's not shit on YouTube for that. Because right. that is down the line. That is something yeah. you But he do. is going to do that here in a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on, Brady, Brady. Brady. <laughs> He's about to start <laughs> So you're going to need to go. Well, think about like the 1975. Once they got a crew, now everything, it's, they're exactly what you guys said. It's like a merch store. You know, I just listened to them that past, this past weekend. Really? I heard them before. Do you love them? Really? Yeah. yeah. They're so good. And and that's the, I like we're gonna off on tangent here, but like that's that they're like Prince Junior, and I can admit that, but I still love them, like mm -hmm. Prince Junior with white guys. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the thing. So and I guess the other biggest thing that I get from Facebook thing is they're just like it's always like oh the algorithm. It's like first of all, please stop saying algorithm to me if like you can't even spell the word. I, I can't, algorithm. so I won't. A algorithm. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. What I mean by that is so many of us are like. What they really mean by that is like, I can't reach people unless I pay. Like, yes, dude, it's a marketing tool now. We had about 10 years of free Facebook where we could just do whatever. Now they have to make money. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't watch like Silicon Valley or something where they kind of put how to, how to build like a social network like that into like funny ways, like you put in a lot of funding in that before you ever turn a profit. And right. that's what all those guys are doing. So now it's time to make money. So the good, the goods and bad things about the algorithm now after uh, some things happen, which I'll kind of touch on, but is now it's geared towards conversations and geared towards like trying to get everyone to connect better. 
because basically there was a big Facebook scandal during the uh, Trump election. Right. Um, the Cambridge Analytica scandal. If any listeners haven't heard about that, the really brief synopsis of it is the Trump administration hired Cambridge Analytica, which you is... You hate America! Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? I'm just um, So they're basically just a political group that does marketing, essentially. So they got access to a lot of people's info to kind of influence the race um, through slightly nefarious means. And... It's also the reason why maybe probably like six months ago, everyone was getting a bunch of emails that said like, hey, we've updated our privacy policy. Right. Because essentially they created like an online quiz thing. Remember, Eric, when I screenshotted that and I was like, why is Facebook it was a emailing whole me about a thing? Yeah, it was like a whole thing. So <laughs> they basically like created a quiz thing. And instead of just taking your information, when like say Kalen opted in, it took Kalen, Alexa's, Johnny's, everyone's info. You know, so because of that, oh, much. that's why we have GDPR, which is the whole thing where we have to re-opt into stuff. And, right. and that's a big marketing thing, too. So getting away from all that, Facebook, we all know Mark Zuckerberg had to appear in front of the Supreme Court and all that. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's why. And it was all just like to it. make sure that all of this was in the up and up and that Facebook wasn't involved with any of this. So the good thing for all of us, and my major point here, is the fact that we all now get to live in a better algorithm where it's based for our like friends and our networks, which is why you see a lot of groups coming up and that sort of thing. So that's why you'll see a lot of bands and you know marketers using groups. But the good thing is is that it's still Facebook as a whole is funded by marketing. So for those of us who are trying to get new music out there, that tool is there for us and we can still reach people. It's not going to give us private information or anything, but you can do a lot of things. Um, the best thing that worked about the old label uh, concept was that they were the ones who accumulated those uh, fans that were coming back. They were yeah. the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And we just happened to be, as bands, the coffee or maybe the little impulse buys at the front. And that's the thing. is You can be your own Starbucks now. That's the thing that everyone needs to remember is if you're using these things the right way, you can do that. Because in the past, it was like uh, tooth and nail. You right. know, Great example. When we were growing up, all of us that grew up in or you guys that grew up in church. It was on tooth and nail. We yeah, just buy it. You, you'd buy right. it. Yeah. Totally. You can do that for yourself. And that was what Tooth & Nail was doing is every time that they had a new band that they were breaking, they were following up with their customers. And they were saying, here's something else you might like. Well, you can do that. You can have those direct you know, correlations with your customers now. But you have to think like that. And I think those are the dirty words. I'm talking about follow-ups and sales funnels. That's probably like the one where I feel <laughs> most like a guy. You do so many bands. like, you know, like They think the, the way to fill up a sales funnel is just to go on tour. Dude, you should be doing that all the time. Right. And there's ways to do it. That's why we're, I mean, look at you guys. You guys have all this content. Well, I've got a, a good quick example. It's yeah. just a freaking um, McDonald's. I'm just kidding. No, um, I'm hungry now. Least of these. <laughs> least of these. We yeah. toured two, three, four times a year for about four years, but we weren't good at the internet. Right. And it just. And you guys were phenomenal. We, we would break even on tours. Yeah. I don't think we ever lost money on a tour. And we came back with quite a bit sometimes. But that we weren't seeing a growth. And what I think we did see was that the money that was, it was the same audience. And yeah. it was maybe growing a little bit, but none of us were good at the internet. None of us remember to ever take videos on Neither tour. Like none of us a, posted our right? life about it. You didn't, <laughs> no. you didn't really know. Dude, and it's so simple, too. It can be just as simple as we started doing this with Page Nine. Is we get somebody who tags us in something or whatever comes up to us. We'll grab their Instagram and we'll just start a conversation with them. What other bands are you into? Whatever. Through Facebook ads, that's what you do. You'd start a conversation of instead of being like, here's this album from a band you've never heard of, maybe you start the conversation with like, hey, what are some bands you guys are into or whatever. Well, Eric What's did a really great post last night or he, he posted just did an awesome vape cloud. He did a screenshot. <laughs> he that did too. 
Vape Nation. of AFI Sing the Sorrow, and he yeah. posted it online, and he said that one of the albums that has had the biggest impact on my life. What albums did that for you? Exactly, and that's yeah. the thing. Well, and the thing with messenger marketing, it's a conversation right now, other than a statement. You do okay. have to have that now because with messenger marketing, you can't cold call like we did on MySpace where we could just add somebody and then message them, hey, do you want to check out my band, right? Right. I didn't do uh, that either, but I remember that. Yeah, no. And and dude, honestly, I was that guy for sure, and I was that guy on Twitter too, but and I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong. I'm just saying that Facebook won't let you do that, and that's probably good for all of us who were grew up in the Facebook area and all our kids who were going to be on Facebook, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the thing about that is now for messenger marketing, you have to start that conversation, and that's one of the better ways to do that. And I think that the inner like band guy in me wants to be like, oh, well, I don't want to like catch fans talking about some other bands thing but dude that's the thing about being an entrepreneur or a business person is sometimes you got to think outside the box and this yeah. is that time in our industry yeah. it's the and, and that's our entire industry i don't know that we've lived for all of us that are you know 25 and up i don't think we've lived five years of our life without the music music that's industry all of us right yeah it is all yeah. of us yeah mm-hmm. so every gosh. five years or so the music industry has changed drastically in our entire life and i think it will continue to um because to me and I, i've talked with Kaylin about this ad nauseum, but to me, Spotify yeah. is just like what MySpace was. And every band... Well, yeah, like, can, right. can I say something about that? So my yeah. dad is just crazy smart computer yeah. genius. He has five patents with IBM. Nice. Um, and he I was feel the director like you're just saying software. that your dad's smarter than our dad's. No. I'm, and he probably beat us up. I don't, I don't, beat our I don't dad's mean it that way. Dude, Johnny, you know kidding. my dad's dead. What's <laughs> going on, bro? <laughs> I don't mean it that way. That dad's <laughs> club, man. High five. So I'm just giving you his qualifications. Dude, are your guy's dad's dead too? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and we're Mexicans except for the Asian. Uh, we're the Mexicans of Asia. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, we're <laughs> all over you. Go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> it just makes me sad as all. It makes me sad. Okay, your dad, who's the go. greatest man of all time, got you. No, go he's on. a got great it. computer programmer, and he's also the greatest man of all time <laughs> yeah. in my life. In my life. That's great. Say it. Um, Say it he, to your dad. He has your dad set you a good. Uh, picture for me to try to emulate as i grow but anyways uh he was helping me with a bunch of junk at my house take it to the um the dump or whatever and we were loading up the truck in the trailer and i was telling him all the stuff i've been learning about spotify and how it's changing the game i've got some friends who do music licensing in nashville and they had this whole conference with some spotify people and he called me and was telling me all about it and uh i was telling my dad how interesting it was and i was like man that's this seems to be one of the ways to go or whatever and then as soon as i let him talk he blew my mind with like, he was like, yeah, that's how it works for now. Dude, and he was like, <laughs> but be ready. And then he told me that, compu- and I believe him, um, and anyone who's better at computers than me is probably going to agree. He said the computer programming world has always been about 10 plus years ahead of most industries. Like my dad worked for a company that was developing Netflix way before Netflix. I remember getting to watch The Matrix just on a TV, and I was like, how am I doing this? Right. But um, <laughs> You answered your question. But anyways, yeah. that's what you're saying right there. Is just, I'm only bringing this up because yeah. it's the second affirmation in my life. Spotify is the shit right now. Yeah. Where's it going next? Well, and the, the Virtual biggest reality thing about concerts? it, too. Exactly. Go hug your dad. I don't know. I and that's to get on that. I think we'll always want to go out to a concert, but whatever. Different thing. The thing with Spotify. What if it's in Narnia, dude, bro? (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. If we can get to a a point with Spotify, where Spotify doesn't give that data away. That's the thing. You can go into your artist dashboard, and this is where where it's a lot of bands are like, oh yeah, this is the where it says like, oh, you've got 500 listeners in Houston, Texas, but really they're probably all in Abu Dhabi because that's where the click farms are. Like that's what you'll see. And I'll see Bandi Mama and we'll be like, dude, we have like a huge following in Indonesia. Like, yeah, think about that for a second, bro. But you can't, <laughs> you can't reach those customers. There's no way. And this is a big issue for Spotify's growth right now with their VC firms is they won't give away that information, which leads everyone else who's really paying attention to think like, well, how accurate is that? But with Facebook, 
you're not going to get, you know, I'm not going to get, if my if you see my ad, Kalen, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get your personal info. But right. what I can do is do something called a retargeting ad, which means since you've interacted with my right. ad the first time, I can show you another ad and everyone like you instead of just sending it out to the masses again. And right. you can do that with Google ads too. You can do that with Google ads too, uh, exactly. You can, you're able to you're sync up your uh, your website Zero to your Facebook. Exactly. And uh share the pool and be able to generate an ad from your website with your Facebook. And there's a lot of inside baseball stuff when it gets into like pixels and stuff like that too. But that's the thing is if we're just going, because I'm I'm not trying to blow anyone's mind because I know it's hard to get into. I spent the last two years really studying this and I basically put myself through college and just learning what music marketing is. And a lot of the stuff that's out there is for, um, and you guys have seen a lot of this, is for a lot of people who educate. You'll see like the guy and he's like in front of a screen. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to make money. The recording revolution. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All of that. Uh, the chick who... Won 10,000 followers by this some, time some next Reddit. month. Yeah, that music <laughs> yeah. business chick. Yeah, yeah. That was so like... Sunday sign yeah. up for this and I can tell you how to well, do it. So that's the thing is most of this, the resources that are out there to tell you how to do that. So I've been like, I was at a marketing conference in Austin uh, last weekend um, that Chat put on, which is a bot thing, which is funny because like 10 years ago when I was doing the, the MySpace ads, we would create a script. And, you know, and everyone like would be like, are you a bot? And I would think at the time, like, that's really funny because that's not even I would have to program that. And I, I don't know what they think we're doing. I, I've got shoulder length hair and I'm posing for my MySpace profile. Like, how am I doing to do that? <laughs> but there is that now. And that's the crazy thing about marketing is that, you know, it's like we're some of us were ahead of our time before we even realized it. And we just need to start embracing that kind of shit. because I think a lot of us will think. We get so much kickback from that. There's so many guys who are like, oh, those guys use a script, or every time those guys get a follower, they try to reach out to people. You guys are assholes. Like, no, dude, that's customer Sorry attention. for trying. Yeah. You <laughs> do have to start creating that conversation. And yeah, make it real and make it accurate. But uh, yeah, so much of, of that info is for the people who are educating, and there's not a lot of it. We are still having to translate that to those of us who are wanting to reach customers and listeners and stuff like that. So that book's still being written. So that's why I want to partner with you guys as best as we can totally. to kind of create some of that stuff. Be on the lookout. What's the name of your... Um, the Final Five Agency. Final Five Agency, Honey Gold Tour, coming in 2019. Dude, I want to do a Honey Gold Nine Tour yeah. super bad. Yeah. We want to. We're going to try to do a tour up the cor- uh, audio feed this year. Nice. Because we should have an audio feed uh, Honey Gold stage, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're working was, on it. I was pitching this to them at Gas Monkey. Like, my agency started, like, we do booking. That's the main thing that we do. This is kind of like some extra stuff that we're doing on the side now. But yeah, so I will book that tour for you, and that's the thing. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going let to me be check blessed. my notes. I want to work during the year and play during the summer like I did most of my life. That seems like a good Honestly. routine to keep going. And that's another <laughs> You mean thing. adolescent, like you were in school? Yeah, there's and then you, you were off in the summer. Year, then you're off and you go play? I think that's, <laughs> I love, that's what I, I love. Like, I like that, how my life started. Let's just keep that. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing going back to the, like how things have changed and how we need to be cognizant of that is like, We've all seen the memes that are like, oh, hey, bro, if you like got two tour dates, it's not a tour or whatever. And like, yeah, I agree. I grew up in that culture, too. Like, it's a run. That's a weekend run. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we, but, we figured that out. Jaunt is four or five, and then after that, yeah, it's yeah. a tour. But Make that's sure what we need to be doing is like instead world. of being out all summer, no matter who the cool band is that you're out with, stop burning money, dude. You need to be doing three, five tour dates at a time. Yeah, I'm going to be way yeah. more calculated with how I do it. And that's, and that's what well, page that's nine how, doing. That's how Raven Hill used yeah. to do it starting off. I think I told you that. But yeah. uh, uh, we, would do, uh, we would do what I called flower petal or teardrop tours. Yep. We were in Nashville. And then we started in Illinois. So we'd, we'd start in Illinois and we'd do a four-day weekend with one of those shows being kind of a big tit and money show. And you played anywhere and everywhere around there. So at least you broke even and possibly made money, you know? 
uh, whenever merch and all that stuff happens. So we would literally, since we were from the Midwest, start Nashville or Southern Illinois and do boom, 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 and come back and then, then hit that place up in the fall if we did that in the spring and we'd hit those markets. And basically how Raven Hill started was I was like, okay, if we're going to do this, and I was married at the time. I actually thought I was done with music. And I was like, if we're going to do this, I have to do it smart to where my wife, I'm not uh, funneling a whole bunch of money that's not coming back into this. Exactly. So, um, because whenever you, you're passionate about sometimes uh, something, sometimes you got to do things you're not passionate about to yeah. do the thing you're passionate about. So, for me, it was... Uh, all right, for the first year, Raven Hill's not going to play outside of a five-hour radius, and we're going to build that fan base for this year or year and a half until we can always come home and have a, a killer show, and then we'll, we'll, every year we'll add an hour or two to that and keep going out, and we did that, and that's why in the Midwest we have such a good following. It's, it's, it's a good support group, and it made sense to hit up other bands from the West Coast or the East Coast or Texas or whatever, be like, hey, come to our area. We'll take little or no money right. and help you get a show, but do the same thing in your area for us. And I've always wanted to do a network of bands like that because yeah. that made and sense. It goes back to what Kalen was saying about being fiscally responsible, that sort of thing, is so much of us, like we can only do so much to like break even most of the time. Um, so we need to be thinking of ways outside the box. And a lot of it is just take like, risks and stuff yeah. like that too. Yeah. And a lot of it just Even comes different. down to like, if you'll put that, you know, money and effort that maybe you're putting into doing, you know, 10 extra tour dates, just so you can like look like a big shot in front of your friends and put right. that into a marketing campaign so that when you're playing in Nashville or these new markets, you can have people coming out and that's all gravy for you because maybe you're already making your guarantee or whatever. They're buying merch, that sort of thing mm -hmm. for page nine. We book our own tours. Yeah. So I'm the promoter on every show that we do and not everyone can do that. It's, it's really hard to be all things to a band. You have to do that m now more than you ever. You have to wear a lot of hats. If you, you do. Make it, yeah. You but know. not all of us are good at stuff. Some guys like are not mm -hmm. cut out to be booking. No one in my band can do booking, but me. And, and not every band you can have the booking guy in. So sometimes that's why like my agency exists. Sometimes you have to outsource that. And maybe you don't want to because you're like, I could do this myself. But the question is, should you? And so, you know, find your strengths. That's another thing somebody mm -hmm. brought up. And you got to know what those are. Maybe you're better at the promo side of it. And you can do the marketing thing a little bit better. Let somebody else book the tour for you. Right. But you need to start thinking about like, hey, this is what we can bring into break even. Now, how do we get into the black and how do we start profiting? And really, the thing that none of us are doing now, because it's the hardest thing to do, is figuring out how to reach new audiences and how to bring more people to the shows. Yeah. There's always the big conversation, the toxic conversation about pre-sale shows and stuff like that. It's like, dude, like, I, I know I'm a promoter, so obviously I'm a little biased on this, but like, right. asking you to bring people to the show whenever somebody's working at this venue and that's their job, not a hard thing to do. Right. There's such a big disconnect with what a mutually beneficial business relationship is in this industry. Yeah. Everyone wants to show up and get paid and then go home because we're the talent. It doesn't work like that, dude. That's not how IBM does it. That's not how Microsoft does it. Whatever. They buy parts for an, a, you know, a percentage over what they're worth so that their part you know, distributors can make money so that everyone makes money going around. And in this industry, that's unheard of. Everyone just wants to like, hey, I won't get out of bed for X amount. It's like, well, if you have a draw then that's not a problem. I saw like some other guy like putting the meme out that was like the annoyed Tony Stark, you know, where he's like rolling his eyes. Yeah. And it's like one of those things, I think we know the same guy that was like, uh, oh, when a venue asks what your draw is and you're just like, oh, what's your draw? It's like, hey guys, like, listen, nobody, go I say this all the time, so this is like my, my chop here. Nobody went to Shea Stadium just to hang out. They went to see the Beatles. 
you right. know and i know it's really hard to compare yourself to the beatles when you're like a, a local band but like dude there's four no people no problem i do that every yeah. day yeah 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 <laughs> there's four people in your band I knew that you y'all can bring three people each to a local show or whatever mm-hmm. and then you and dude and think about this and i do this with bands all the time if if they will present it the right way is if they say hey we know we can bring 20 people out and maybe my pay scale doesn't pay them a lot of that if you would just tell me like hey i can bring 20 people out What's At this least show? you know. Yeah, or just say like, "What's this show looking like?" Because if it's worth it for you, I would like to make fifty percent of that. I make a hundred bucks. You make a hundred bucks. Like, because yeah. if I'm in a situation where like the show's doing really good, I might say, "Nah, man, not for me this time." But if I'm in a show where it's like we've only got two bands on there, and we need to like kind of break even a little bit, mm-hmm. I might take that deal. If you're coming at me from an actual business perspective and saying like, "Hey, this is what I'm do. I'll give you this if I can get this." That's the I, thing. I always, when I'm booking, I'm always pretty honest. It's like, hey, sometimes when we play that, the last time before I moved here yeah. and we played Dallas, and then I think it was a profit bar. I said, what's your draw? I was like, I don't know, man. Like last time we were there, there were like 45 people there that yeah. I know came to see us. But the time before that, there were like 20. Yeah. And so I was like 20 to 45. Let's shoot for the 20. Seeing me and, as a promoter in that situation, yeah. I'd be like, dude, if you can bring me 10. I'll be good for that. Now, honestly, that's how my system is set up, and I'm yeah. super inside baseball here, but I'll ask every band, like, hey, it would be nice if you can bring 25 people, but if you can bring 10, I'm super yeah, happy You with have that. four bands on there bringing 25 apiece and 100 yeah. people pay? But they don't. I know, you know I yeah. know. Those bands but that say, I'm going to bring 25, bring over, they bring four. Right. Yeah. So right, I count right. for that. That's why the number is 25, because if the number yeah. was 10, it would yeah. be zero. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say one thing before we finish, uh, because we're probably a little long now, right? Uh, hour and a half. Was that what that... You sign languaged it, but I said it out loud. A two-parter. Yeah. No, no, it'll be one. It's fine. Um, first off, thank you for yeah. all that information. I, I think, think a lot of yeah. bands. Yeah. Oh, we're clapping. Why not? He's the greatest. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? Who's know. that cinnamon man? <laughs> yes, dude, I love that. This place is haunted. Um, oh man, I was gonna make a point and I lost it. But um, I love that. Uh, I don't think there are a lot of of bands that think about the business. They think about the integrity. They think if you're business-minded, you're losing integrity. And what I would argue is there's a way for the balance. There's a way to not be a jerk, not to be uh, so money-minded that you forget the art. But there's a way to like figure it out. And, and, and everybody uh, can figure it out in their own way. There's no one form that fits exactly. for everybody. Yeah, I don't have all the answers. And, right. But the thing is, is like kind of you alluded to earlier, a lot of guys can get in that situation where they're like, oh, I'm so fed up with the industry, they quit music, and then they go to work for you know an IT company. Well, how do you think that IT company got yeah. to where they can pay you like that great salary where you're like, oh, it's much better than music? Totally. Because customer retention and all of the, the business ethics that have been there from the get-go and practices. That's like, if you want to build a brand and you want to build a thing, you know, that's bigger than yourself. You absolutely have to be a business person. Right. Simple as right. That. There's a lot of a lot of people. I think that. Well, I know that I as I get older and I still do this this music thing and try to make it. Like I meet a lot of older people. Oh, the guys I looked up to that are no longer doing music. Right. They go, man. I wish I would have stuck with it. Right. And so many of them are like, keep doing what you're doing. And thank God I have a wife that totally believes in what I do and, and because she has every right to say, all right, it's time to stop being a child. Um, because being a musician is kind of like being a big kid. You called me a big kid last 
last week, and I loved that because I feel like a big kid. Dude, so and do I, man. Yeah. Everything yeah. looks yeah. exactly the same. I'm just older, <laughs> yeah. and I hurt a little more. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. Well, hey, Josh, hey, I think an Dad. important distinction, hey, son, uh, to make um, is while you're pursuing this music, you're also totally willing to grind all around it to make sure you're responsible for those that you're responsible to. Yeah. Like, I'll call you throughout the week, and I'll get a phone call in about 20 minutes of you going, hey, dude, sorry, I was doing a lift drive. And then, like, yeah. and like, so you're doing that all the freaking time because you're willing to uh, grind, essentially, for your family to uh, keep your dream alive. Like, you work around it to make yeah. sure your universe accepts your ability to pursue this. And that's another good point that I'll make that I was going to say with my relationship with Kaylin um, that you touched on is I, I, at first I kind of think about, like, me as a promoter with venues is like, I can't be like, hey, your bar sales suck tonight. Sucks. You know, can't do that. That goes with the mutually beneficial thing. Right. Kaylin and I, I have known each other and started working with each other, um, you know, a couple of years back. Right. And we have a very open dialogue about like, hey, man, this is what I need to happen. If if Kaylin, Kaylin is a regular fill-in player for my band because we don't have a, a lead guitarist right now. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, so I'll come in and I'll say like, hey, if we're going to have you through this weekend, if you're going to miss a church gig, what do you need to make or whatever? Right. And, and there was a, like a time where we were going to have to cover that. Cause even though we like, you know, uh, had to cancel the shows just because I know not only is he my boy, but he's a working professional. So right. you have to be like that with us. There's so many guys like I just got burned on a show this week from a venue in California that was basically like, Oh, well that's your money, not our money. And like, I guarantee you, those are the venues that go out of business. And those are yeah. the ones that like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, let's save them because they were so good. It's like, dude, that's why they went out of business because they didn't protect their business relationships. So like, I guarantee you that with all of you guys, and especially with you, Kaylin, I know you know this, like yeah. I'm always going to take care of you. And those are the, the things like what you just said, uh, Clifton about your family too. Like this is a family, all totally. of us that are, that are working in this. If we don't respect each other and we're not, uh, you know, cognizant of each other's bottom line, not, we're all just going to break apart and it's not going to be money for anyone. So. Um, well, thanks. Uh, does anybody else want to have any have any business they want to talk to you about? I that? have one last business thought. Yeah, and I have one little story I want to tell you as a, on a way out, and that's it. And, and I, I got one as well. Oh, It'll be super short. Okay, okay. then I'm not going to tell mine because no, I no, thought we were about to be done, and yeah, I was just no, going to yeah. make a joke, and then we were going to be done. But now we're going to go. Oh, uh, use your <laughs> three use, things. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on to it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, I was going to say niche, uh, niching down. Yeah. Uh, Kaylin and I have been talking a lot about that lately when it comes to just different things in general. But uh, a band I could think of that exploded because they ditched down is like My Chemical Romance. Oh, for sure. Like they hit up that emo market, the uh, the outcast kid. They weren't about like having parties. They were about like, dude, do you want to die sometimes? Well, dude, they also went to like... <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> they went to like the sellout. So like there's this whole underground culture that makes fun of that kind of kid that's like buying their shirt from Hot Topic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like My Chemical Romance was like those kids. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, they were like, because oh, yeah. they're still trying. That's why they're shopping there. And no one understands that they're shopping there because they're trying so hard right. to exist in this universe. Right. Exist with us. And they exploded from that. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities because Emery put out a new record. I've I had the whole record downloaded for like the past two or three days since they sent the email. Mm -hmm. I haven't listened to it yet because I'm already listening to a bunch of other stuff. Right. But if something pops up on my radar that just hits me in a very important section of my universe, I'm going to carve out some time and listen to that because I know they're trying to reach me where I'm at. And that's important to me as a consumer. 
And I think that's that should be a part of you thinking about how you fit in this universe. Yeah, because those of us who are a part of a niche market, like I'm a wrestling fan. And so like anything like that, like that comes up because I know it's like my people that are into it. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. I'm a part of that community. So that's important. And we're loyal customers. Mm-hmm. I spend way more money on WWE and Ring of Honor than I should. <laughs> I've recently started watching. So I'd like to talk Dude, to you. Let's do that. I only, I only get so it, many man. channels in Sherman. Okay. And uh, so Monday night, there's no football anymore, but there's Monday Night Raw now. Dude. So I'm picking up on the storylines. It's a whole thing that I think you got to observe. It's like The Office. It goes I'm, back to my story, I, my storytelling thing. Like, yeah. that's really what it is. I think this I'm going like, to have that sweaty guy who's just sitting on the in the middle playing guitar. Dude, Elias, he's yeah, great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a caricature. Little, it's the whole thing. I don't want to get yeah, too... Yeah, no, I'm too, figuring it out. Yeah, it's, and it's really just a TV show. People are all the time like, no, it's fake, right? Like, yeah, you know dragons aren't real, right? But you watch Game of Thrones. It's a TV show. Yeah. Oh, those y'all poor people. Y'all would have <laughs> loved Full Sail because WWE NXT is Yeah, like we talked about right this. Trust me, there. and I know. I am I watch NXT every week. I got free tickets all the time and Dude, never ever used them. Dude, I'm so going to hit you up for that. Clifton, your <laughs> closing thoughts. Um, oh, well, I was going to tell you a story because we want to... And on a, on a thing, sorry, my, my... Don't touch table. it. Sorry, Dad. Stop it. Um, you get I want to throw an idea at you. You mentioned that I'm, I, I, sometimes I lift on the side just, just to make sure, you know, money's coming in. And yeah, like pumping yes, iron. Yeah, you know. Like a, a lift, <laughs> bro. Lift, bro. Lift. A lift, man. Um, but uh, yesterday, I had the, the saddest moment I ever had on a lift drive. I picked up this lady from... Um, it was it was a woman that's probably in her mid twenties, and she had an eighteen month child with her, eighteen month old child with her, uh, named Jeremiah, and she was pregnant with twins, and she was eight months pregnant, and oh, um, and so which means she got pregnant almost immediately after she had this baby, and um, if you're doing math, uh, and and uh, <laughs> she must have seen that Emory record, right, totally. <laughs> yeah, they got that email. It's like, happening. <laughs> But uh, uh, I picked her up because she was at, an, uh, uh, I guess, a place where, where uh, abused women go for help. And at the 40-day mark, they, they have to, um, it's, I think it's a policy. You can only stay there 45 days yeah. or something yeah. like that. And uh, I picked her up with literally, she had everything she owned with her. So like we're, my Ford Flex is just like flexing at the seams <laughs> with everything that she has. <laughs> In there, and uh, do a commercial so quick. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, You come and see us. Uh, So, uh, so I was was driving a Ford Flex way before they paid me to drive. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they, they said they the the, in the late the the whatchamacallit the uh, (laughs) the abuse center paid for the lift, but had her name on it. Her name I forget something something with a K. So we'll call her Karen, but it's not Karen. it's Kayla. Uh, <laughs> Karaoke. So I take Karen oh, and I pick her up, and uh, uh, and and I go, "Are we going to?" And it was like in Fort Worth, like an abuse center in, in Fort Worth. And uh, she goes, "I don't know. I've never even been to Fort Worth." And I go, "Okay. Well, this is where they told me to take you. Is that where you want to go? Because you're my boss right, right now. Your name's on the thing." Right. So and she goes, "Yeah, I guess so. They said they have room for me." So it's an hour and 15 minute drive from where I picked her up to there. So, I mean, to me, it's like a good paycheck, you know, or a good sure. little chunk of change. I take her all the way there and I realize I have to, I'm going to have to help her unload and everything, which I'm totally fine for. Yeah. Uh, I'm not complaining. But the uh, they they get there and I was like, do you want to, actually, before that, she said, can you stop at this 
gas station. I need I need a cigarette. And 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 so oh, she's the boss. Pregnant. She's the boss. So I do that. I stop at a QT. <laughs> And she gets and she goes, "Can I smoke this while?" I was like, "Yeah, I guess I'll watch your kid." So me and Jeremiah were you hanging out. Can watch out. the other two. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he lost it. He got him. He got him. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> and she goes, "Can you Roll take the credits? Me, can you take me to this Metro PCS because I need a new phone? I didn't have a phone for the next. So so I take her over there." And I'm waiting for like, you know, five, ten minutes in the car with Jer- little Jeremiah um, <laughs> while uh, uh, while she's doing that. And, Did the uh, kid like Ravenhill or what? So loved it. No, I mean, I'm totally like brainwashing him with Ra- yeah. Ravenhill songs like, and this is where I hit this note. And this- <laughs> <laughs> I wrote really this mean. about my dad. And, uh, uh, <laughs> you'll never meet yours. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. Um uh, and uh, so then we finally get in the car and we're taking off to Fort Worth. And, and we get all the way to Fort Worth. I go, if you want to go in and check in and then tell us where we had to unload, I'll help you and I'll watch Jeremiah since she's clearly trust me enough to watch him twice already. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, she goes in there and she comes back crying. She goes, they don't have any room here. And I know no one in Fort Worth. And I haven't Aww. stopped. I haven't stopped the, the charging thing because I'm like, it's not her dime. And, and you know, I'm, I, I was like, I'm totally up for helping her, but this company said to yeah. take care of her. And so um, so I, I go, if I call this, will it call them so we can try to figure something out? And I call, and the lady seems very cold on the other line. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she is no longer our responsibility. Drop her off where you're right there or, or take her somewhere close. Uh, take her somewhere is what they say. Yeah. And I go, and she's weeping. And I go, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah. like oh here is gosh. a pregnant woman that's about to burst, has a C-section uh, scheduled in two weeks in Dallas, and they sent her all the way to uh, Fort Worth. She has no friends or family here, and and she, they just, they say, sir, there's nothing we can do, and hangs up on me. Cool. And she's weeping. What's and that I company, go, real quick, so everyone could just know? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know the name of it, but it's a mesquite. Um, so, uh, but. I go, she's weeping. I was like, ma'am, we're going we're gonna to figure out a situation, a situation or a solution here. And I go, good news is they haven't stopped this and I haven't stopped charging them. I can literally change the, the destination. You just tell me because you're my boss. Right. Your name is on the thing, not them. So according to Lyft, you, are, you tell me where to go. I can change it. And as long as on their end, they don't stop it. Right. You have control of this. So I take her... She goes, well, I have all the stuff. Uh, we found out that like she can drop off some of her stuff at her friend's house. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to that place, so I had to drive another 45 minutes south to, the, to, her, play, uh, to this, her friend's place, drop off the majority of her stuff, then drive almost back a mile away from where I picked her up to her, friend, her sister and dropped her off at her sister's. I got paid $165 for that nice. ride. And I thought... I felt a little bad, but then I was like, maybe I shouldn't feel bad. So I want to ask you, am I a bad man for charging that much 
Not in for that the situation. company no. that ponder off on you and like no. hung up on yeah, you. Yeah, I don't feel like they put I don't you, think I was a bad guy for. They definitely put me in a weird yeah, they situation. Put you in right? situation. Yeah, they situation. So that's situation. on them. Yeah. And you took your time to make sure you took care of her yeah. in a human like matter. I yeah. will. The, I think the. Oh, I appreciate that because I'm literally asking you. Should I return some of this money? I mean, no, like, no. If you're gonna whatever you want. No, no. no. Hey, return, go give it to her, but don't yeah, give okay. it back to them. Yeah. Well, I, I literally like the my only thing I feel like I really did wrong is I was texting and driving a little bit because I was telling my wife the situation yeah. without talking about her in the car right. and saying like, here's the situation because we had an extra room and I didn't know if I was like. Am I about to bring this woman home? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, know. and everything That's like because that yeah. was like a situation too. Because I was literally saw her hurting, and and so to me, we were figuring that out. And I was like, maybe you should call her church and see if there's anything they can do. Right. And right around the time she was making phone calls at home, um, she found her sister a place to go. But that's lucky. Yeah. But yeah, but all that to say. I am literally asked. I was. That's why I wanted to bring it up because it's like the only time I don't do lift enough to have like a a lot of weird situations. But that was by far the weirdest. It's very lucrative for me, yeah. money wise. But I also felt like, is this wrong? You're yeah. making money from the bad guys, not the good guys. I think yeah. so. I think so. I was we should all be like doing Robin that. Hood. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Robin Hood. That's, that's Rob from are. the rich and give to your band. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I think we did it. I think. I think. This is a success as far. Thank you, Josh. Yes. Uh, plug you your social medias me. if you can. If you want yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. Uh, at page nine, the band is the band. I am at Josh underscore nine, and we are at the Final Five Agency. Cool. Uh, GMT podcast at GMT podcast. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, at producer dudes for me and Eric's thing. Thang. Do you? It's Alexa just a bunch Miles of pictures B. of the, Yeah. At Ravenhill Music. Oh, uh, you pretty much said it. Okay. Uh-huh. Hey, Alexa, re- repeat yours one more time. Yeah, I was talking over you. Me? Yeah, yeah. Say yours I again. I can't see you. My head is. At Alexa Miles at B. At Alexa Miles B. Uh, and uh, and at Honey Gold. Is it just at Honey Gold Records? That's what it is? At Honey, yeah. Honey Gold Records. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitch, we have a brand new Twitch channel going up. This you video will be on. Twitch it. And uh, you that's going to be. video games with Eric? Yeah, playing Destiny 2. Uh, hey, fire team up with me. Can we play together on there and no. Twitch it? No, but you can. You're on PS4. I'm on uh, PC. Um, but You're yeah, no longer. Um, with the uh, whole Twitch thing, it's just uh, Honey Gold Records. I go. can't believe we're the first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's obvious that we would be the first Honey Gold Records on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. I was just being funny. Cool. Not funny. Good what one. was your thought? Oh, that's, that's, that's fine. No, say it. Give us the jokes, dude. It's not a joke. It was just something that I thought was a little bit humorous that I thought of way long ago. So it didn't. It didn't. It, it fit. Then you got to do it. Yeah, I just you were talking. We were talking business and bands, yeah, um, and marketing. And I had this idea. Oh, it was when you were talking about the action figures, yeah, and, it, and bringing them back of Emory action figures. <laughs> and go. and one is them in their twenties, and then you flip it, and it's them in their forties. Oh, the head, <laughs> the, the head's oh, like the Power action, Rangers yeah, head. Yeah, yes. flip heads. Yes. Yes. It's like young Toby, old Toby, <laughs> young Matt. Like Matt's hat is the same though. He just no matter what, <laughs> it's the same backwards fitted cap. Literally, yeah. let's do that. I think that'd be hilarious. Do you, do they uh, the bass player could be different members every time? <laughs> <laughs> you and do me they, and both, brother. Do they <laughs> have they ever cussed in their music? I don't know. They had they have a song that, on this record that says everybody keeps asking when Emery's going to cuss in one of our songs. Okay, so they're probably going. And to. And I don't think there is a cuss word on it though. There's probably going to be in this record. 
No, they I don't probably think did there's it not one that classic I can... crime did it, and that took up the conversation and podcast time over there. So they oh, got to okay. come I out don't, with that. I so now they're like, we'll do the road. nudity artwork. I still need you to guys listen do the a few more times here. I don't recall hearing any cussing in okay. it. What's funny is that you were like, oh, I know the least, and I literally know the one song that, when I see you walking by. That's because it came up on Spotify I Discover one day, and I was like, this is tight. I don't even have Spotify. I should probably get it. Yeah, you were uh, concerned about entering your Facebook information into Spotify. <laughs> no, just any information. <laughs> oh. I thought it was just an app I could use, man. No, oh, Trump's hey, going to come out. You don't have to put your Facebook information. This was information. years ago. Trump was just hosting a TV show. You don't have to use your uh, Facebook. You use your email. Use your dummy email. Yeah. Whatever. I just got tired of making up passwords. And stuff. <laughs> Releases you should go check out. City of Auburn spinning is out now. Woo! It's such a phenomenal So good. Dude. And uh, Ravenhill Midnight Gold. And uh, Eric has a better love out there, and he's going to have a new record out soon. Uh, or a new single. You, yeah. I'm going to keep acting like it's about to drop. That'll make me have to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, <gonna drop. laughs> it's so good. Wait till it's you guys hear drop. it. It's coming it's out next week. Oh, God. <laughs> like every local band coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Coming soon. soon. And Page uh, Nine has a album. It's not a Honey Gold, but Revivalist. Revivalist. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Yeah, Rad. it's the most recent record from them. And it's great. And uh, uh, Long Live the Hive. Long, nope. long live, live the, the brotherhood. brotherhood. Long live the high. Yeah, I messed it up. I would. What? You said it so quickly. Oh, you want me to say it again? Long live the brotherhood. Long, long live, live the high. Cult. A cult. <laughs> 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 yes. Well, that's I like that's that laugh in the background. Yeah. I love that. That's good. <laughs> like that Halloween yeah. <laughs> There you go. Oh, that. <laughs> nice. But quadrant. <laughs>